AM 790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, brought to you by our incredible sponsor, National Grid. And we are back for the season. I'm not sure how everybody else is feeling out there, but suddenly it's starting to feel like summer. And I always know when I hear that music play and the water fire schedule goes out that we're ready to start a season off and get rid of that terrible, terrible winter that we have. Uh, so again, welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, where this is our first show of the season. And we're going to be here with you every Wednesday uh, from 3 to 4, again on AM 790, your station for talk and business. And there's a lot of thanks to, uh, again, National Grid, our sponsor for that. But, you know, Waterfire is, uh, as we know, very much loved in our state. But this show is not just about Waterfire. It's also about a lot of the other beautiful um, arts and cultural programs that we have here in Rhode Island. I think that sometimes... We overlook uh, exactly how incredible we are. Just because people think we're small doesn't mean that we're not really big, because great things come in small packages, I am told. So anyway, um, I hope everyone out there is having a great day, and uh, I'm waiting for my co-host, the artistic director of Waterfire and the creator, Mr. Barnaby Evans. I think he's running a little late, but that's because he's getting ready for Waterfire. And if anybody knows how much work it takes to get ready for water fire, um, they would understand why he might be running late. So Barnaby, if you're in your car listening, we're waiting for you. But anyway, I wanted to uh, start off by saying I have to debunk a rumor that's been out there. And I actually, in studio right now with me, I have uh, two guests that we're going to be talking to later on, but I might actually invite them to start speaking with us just now, um, just to have a little dialogue happening there. I've got a dear friend of mine, Arthur Richter. Hello, Arthur. Hello, Bronwyn. How are you? I'm doing great. And Arthur has been a wonderful supporter of Water Fire, but also supports so many of the other um, arts organizations here. And we'll be talking about the Wilbury Theater with the founding artistic director, um, Josh Short, who is here as well. Um, Josh, if you just want to say hello to the audience. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I know there's a lot of stuff that you've got going on, and we'll talk about that a little later. But again, so this is what I need to debunk. Arthur... Have you heard that for some reason there was a story on the news that water fire was not going to be able to happen this year? Like, Did you hear something like that about a week and a half ago? No. You did? All right. Well, I got calls at the office, in- incredible amounts of telephone calls. It was April Fool's Day probably, Bronwyn. No, it was after that. It was after that, Arthur. And people were calling, and my don- donors and sponsors saying, Bronwyn, um, why, I, I think I just heard that there's no water fire. And I have to say, what happened, and it was really rather ingenious of Barnaby and a great group of people to do this, but what happened was we staged something called a tea party. Um, so, you know, there's usually something called ladies' high tea, and, you know, and you do it in the afternoon, and it's a, it's a great event. Well, we had uh, a little problem, which we've had for years now, which has always been that there is a lack of water in the river sometimes because of dredging. What is this, California? <laughs> well, because we have not dredged the river. So, aha, our fearless warrior just walked in the studio. Hello, Barnaby. 
Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I was just... I've been in meetings all day on some of these subjects. I know. Well, you know, I was sitting there and I was just... I'm debunking the myth. That and because we had, I've had so many phone calls, and I was telling you Did about Arthur this. Did Arthur say that it was Arthur the source of this myth? No, he wasn't I actually. So. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, okay. But what we said, uh, I was telling people that I was getting all these phone calls that what people thought that on the news they saw that water fire um, was not going to be on uh, this season, and what they were seeing was I started to say this tea party that we did. And actually, it was probably one of the most genius things I've ever seen you do, and you can probably explain it a little better, but with a, not a high-tide tea party, but a low-tide tea party, because if anybody's seen that river that has not been dredged when there's no water in it, it's a sand, that's kind of like sandbars, right? It looks like a big sandy beach. Yeah. We're calling it Fourth Beach. Fourth Beach, I like it. So can you explain to people what the tea party was and what they might have heard on the news that made them think, creator of water fire says water fire cannot go on? I think maybe their enthusiasm for water fire didn't want to be threatened at all, so they suddenly feared more than... Uh, we were uh, what we were drawing attention to is the huge investment that the state made and all these developers made in Capital Center of moving the river and making this beautiful park does require maintenance and slowly sand is filling in the river and we were bringing attention to the fact because there was a low tide you could actually see the sand and I think people sometimes don't realize the complexity of what it is for us to produce water fire but we have to work around the moon and the tides and Exactly. When boats can operate, and that was a you know a a Friday lunchtime when you could actually see just how much sand had come in, because normally that area at low tide you would have four and a half feet of water under that low tide, and we had a whole tea party out there. Well, so essentially what you did in that area there where people are so used to thinking of um, it being filled with water, that's that circular area we call the basin. You set up a table. I know you had the Mad Series Hatter and Allison. We had the Mad Hatter and we had mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland and we served tea. And you had people walking around saying, "Please dredge our river." Exactly. And I, you know, and I think it's an important thing just to bring that up. So when that was said, because I think maybe the news yeah. uh, interviewed you and you said, "Well, geez, if the river if this keeps on happening like this, we can't do water fire. Yeah. It becomes a mud fire, right?" I have an idea. Okay, what's the idea? I Arthur? think you should have another party. And everybody should bring a shovel. Yeah, it's sand party. <laughs> we, we could do that. This is why we have to have Arthur here more often. Exactly. Arthur is always full of good ideas. He's, he is always full of good ideas. And, you know, I, I was telling the audience that we have a great show lined up. One, so we do have a season. The season will it's go on. It's on the website. It, yes, and it's on the website. And it, it's a really, um, it's going to be a great season, Barnaby. It you is. Know? There's some great things coming up. We Absolutely. do. I mean, well, first, and, and I know later in the show, we're, we're going to have the privilege to talk to uh, Brad Reed, who is part of the uh, Volvo Ocean Race and Sail Newport, because our first lighting, although not a full lighting. So yeah. um, and if, for people who don't understand the difference, a full lighting is when we go from the basin area, which is that circle uh, in front of Water Place Park, and then we go all the way up to Memorial Park, which is where Hemingway's is. That's a full lighting. A partial lighting is when we do the basin area and the area leading to the mall, and then up to something in Steeple Street, um, essentially where the Citizens Bank building is and Cafe Nuovo. They're always... I, I like the partial lightings. I find them to be... They've got yeah. a different feel to They're them. They're very nice, yeah. Yeah, kind of like... It's just... um. They're very intimate, usually, which is great. But the reason we're doing this uh, lighting on May 16th is because of the Volvo Ocean Race, which is in town, I believe, and it started 
yesterday. Is that the is that the worldwide one? That's the worldwide yeah. ocean race. I think it's actually still still coming in. They co- they're expecting the first ships in tonight around eight o'clock, yep. and they're going to be here until May seventeenth. Yep. Well, Arthur, you can't answer all the questions I'm going to ask Brad Reed when I'm on the phone with him. Oh my God! <laughs> I forgot about him, Bronwyn. But anyway, so we do. We've got and, an incredible. And this, and this is the only American stop of this worldwide race, so it's a, yeah. it's, it's impressive. Well, and that's why I thought it was wonderful when Volvo came to us and said, you know, one, there's thousands and thousands of people, not only in Newport, but in all of the hotels, from Newport all the way up to Providence. And so they're bringing people back and forth on shuttles, and they really said, you know, there's all these people that are coming in nationally and internationally. We have to show them water fire because so many people have heard of it nationally and internationally. So that, I think that was uh, pretty exciting for us, and that's exactly how we're going to kick off the season. But then we have our first full lighting on Memorial Day weekend, yep. right? Absolutely. Same weekend as Brown's... Uh, Brown's commemoration. Yeah, and you are a Brown alumni. Commencement, alum- commencement. It's yes, a commencement, yes, but they're alumni weekend as well. And yep. actually, it's your year. It is my year. It is your year. So. Um, Graduated... What, 10 years ago, I think it was. Was it 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Gosh, Barnaby. <laughs> Are we going to see you at the campus dance? With I don't know. Well, you know, what I, what I wanted to do, again, is I really stress what a great season we have lined up. We've got, you know, May 23rd, then May 29th, celebrating Providence College, and then June 13th, a huge, huge night, which people yeah. can find out more information. National Grid is a sponsor. The city of Providence is just going to be chock full of so much activity yeah, on that day, the, and it's Gatsby Day. Right. It's the right? Providence International Arts Festival, the first of uh, something that... Uh, uh, is being produced by First Works, and it's an idea that Mayor Lorza has had for some time. Yeah. And all the arts groups across the state are coming together to put even more art on the street. That's nice. It's going to be a great night. Yeah, and then we go into July, and we're working with the Navigant Credit Union. And when we come back, we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about the highlights, because there's a lot of really great stuff that people can come down and see this season. Um, and you are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talking business. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfelser, your host. I am here with my co-host, the creator and artistic director, Barnaby Evans, and we'll be back in a sec. And here's a quick message from our sponsor, National Grid, who has quoted and, and sent over such a nice thing to say. National Grid delivers the energy to the places where Rhode Islanders live, work, and play. And this year, we are once again proud to be a sponsor of Waterfire Providence to help shine a light on the rich cultural heritage of our community. So please visit nationalgrid.com and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. For energy-saving ideas for your home and business, and gosh, you know, I think I need to do that because I found out that my bills are too big because I don't think I conserve energy very well. And you know what? They've got such a great program. They will come into your home, and they will actually find out where you might be, you know, lacking and really being efficient energy-wise. So good thanks to our friends there at National Grid, and we're welcoming everybody back here to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I am your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelter, and you're listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. And I'm here with Barnaby Evans, and Barnaby, we are kicking off the season. We are. We've and got a bunch of good things. So we're also, one of the things you started to mention is uh, we've got, the Gatsby event we'll be uh, doing on the 13th of June, and it's an event that I think all Rhode Islanders are proud of, but many people around the country don't realize its importance. 
and it was really the first step towards the American Revolution and the creation of our country. Well, that's right. Didn't you tell me once that it was, it really was Rhode Island that started the revolution, not that tea party that they talk about in Boston? Uh, almost two years earlier, the Gatsby Affair happened before the Tea Party, and it was the ability of the Rhode Island um, community as a whole to sort of withstand the Crown's uh, imposition of uh, attempted imposition of uh, re- retribution on that that encouraged the rest of the colonies to say, hey, we can do this. So the Tea Party was in response to that, and of course Rhode Island was the first state to declare independence from the Crown, which was two days ago, I believe. My, uh, were we the last one to sign? We were the very last one to decide we were going to join the rest of the colonies, yes. Well, and, you know, so we'll have a lot of celebrations. I know that we do a play. Um, and, again, I'm just going to wait a little while before I talk to my friend Josh Short over here and hear a little bit more about the Wilbury Theater, which I'm so excited to talk about. Um, but, so, yeah, so on June 13th, we've got performances that will be happening at Savings Tavern, a lot of uh, great surprises for people. But then we go to July 18th, as I started to say, Navigant Credit Union, celebrating 100 years. Uh, so we're going to be doing absolutely. some great fun stuff on the July 18th, and I love those July speaking, fires. Yeah, speaking of building the state, the Navigant's been here for 100 years making that possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and so we'll be celebrating them, and then August is chock full, and this is the one that I'm really, really excited about. Um, I'm excited about them all, but August 1st, you know, last year we did Rhode Island Defeats Hep C. Um, with our great friend, Dr. Lynn Taylor, and with the support of Gilead, because there is a cure for hepatitis C. We brought awareness to that um, at Waterfire, and we're coming back, and we're doing that again. And then we've got other great things. I know, are you doing the canoes again with the fish? We are going to have the fish back. I, I th- do we, I think we just decided on a date. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but we'll be announcing it for all the Yeah, but, and so I think two dates, right? Yep, Clear we Currents? We hope to do, yep. Which is, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's wild. You can, we invite the public to join us in canoes and kayaks, and there are these illuminated koi fish that are six to eight feet tall that are mounted in the canoes, and it's just another piece of the art installation at the end of the day. And then uh, we've got some other great things. I know the U.S. China Institute's coming back. But again, everyone should look at our site. Again, August is chock full. August 1st, August 15th, August 29th. Then we go September 12th and September 26th. So we're pretty heavily weighted. And then we do the Gloria Gemifier on October 3rd. And then, of course, our salute to veterans mm-hmm. on November 7th, which, uh, as we know, uh, holds a dear place in my heart. Um, but what what else, Barnaby? What what else do you have up your sleeve? Well, I heard you talking well, about a fire tornado. Well, Is that true? Well, we, that's those are the rumors. Yeah. We'll have to find out. Can you, you think you can really make a tornado out of fire? Oh, I know we can. <laughs> just need just need to find funders for the uh, the magic uh, spells. Well, anybody who's out there, Barnaby needs funding for you know the the tornado, the fire tornado, and actually we need funding for a jazz stage or a music stage. We've been looking for some sponsors, and it's always such a nice addition, so if there's anybody out there that's interested in more information, um, give us a call. Look at the Waterfire website, and they can always reach out to me, Bronwyn, at waterfire.org, and um, we need help with that. And the other thing I wanted to bring up, Barnaby, because I'm finding a lot of people don't know about this, is that what? 
I'm Barnaby was just pointing at something. Anyway, um, I wanted to bring up a lot of people ask me how to get on the boats at Waterfire, or when they walk by and they see the tents with the receptions, and they ask, what is that? Or, again, the big thing is, how do I get on the boats? Um, th- we have a program at Waterfire, which, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we really do everything that we can to um, have great donors, and we've got a program where people can become a member of something called the Brazier Society, which gives them access at every Waterfire to essentially a reception that's fully catered. Um, It's for members and sponsors. It gives them access to the boat rides. All of that information is on the Waterfire website, and it's such a fun thing to do. And even if you can't make every Waterfire, to be able to send your friends and family down, it's it's just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and people enjoy it. And and again, it helps support Waterfire. So that's my plug that, you know, I'm going to put out there. But now, okay, I need to talk to our friends over here um, from the Wilbury Theater Group. So... Who wants to chat first? I think Josh has to go. He's our fearless leader, creator, inspired director. All right. Well, Josh, then I think what we need to do first is, can you explain a little bit what the Wilbury Theater Group is and how its inception, when it was incepted? And sure, sure. We've been around for about five years now. Right. Um, we started um, we started by producing shows down at the old Perishable Theater, which is now ASU 20's 95 Empire Space. And from there, we moved around quite a bit, bounced around, and we've landed in our new home at the Southside Cultural Center on Broad Street in Providence. That is a great spot, by the way. It's a great spot. I went spot. to an event there. It's actually it's uh, where Trinity Rep was founded. It's where Trinity yeah. was started. It's why Trinity has that name. 50 years ago, yeah. So. Because it's Trinity Church. Yep. So we're uh, big shoes to fill over there, but uh, it's a great space. We You're doing a great job. Thank I've you. enjoyed many productions there. So uh, thank it's you a very well much. worth people going and finding. There's plenty of parking. It's a... Great, great venue, great facility. Yeah, thank you. And very interesting productions. Well, uh, yeah. How many shows are you doing a year, or, or what? What differentiates you? That's what. I, that's what I really want to know. What differentiates you from some of our other theater groups? Well, here? I think that. I mean, that's. I feel like that's up to the audiences to to decide what makes us different. What we try and do, though, is we do the work that we're most passionate about. That. Um, really challenges our, our, our artists that work with us and our audiences as well. So it's, it's a lot of out-of-the-box things. We produce five shows as part of our main stage season. And we also have a New Works program, which works with new playwrights and new theater divisors and creators to create their own shows, which last year we saw a musical production of Roadhouse, for example, as well as a dance show. So it kind of uh, runs the gamut, a lot of different things. And you've been doing a Fringe Festival as well. That's right. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. last year we produced the first uh, Providence Fringe Festival, which was great. We had some great success. And uh, we started again this year, and we have you know artists from New Orleans and L.A. and New York all over the place coming back this year. So uh, it's, it's grown so much since last year already. So. Can you explain what the Fringe Festival is for anyone who might not understand? Sure. So the the Fringe Festival is about this work that's on the fringe. Um, so it's less commercial than typical theater fair. And uh, a lot of it is brand new work that's developed by these artists. And they bring it around. They travel to the different Fringe Festivals throughout the country, um, which have been popping up all over the place, everywhere from Philadelphia to New York, which has been around for a while. And so now that Providence has one, um, these artists are putting our Fringe Festival on their tour route. So it fits in there nicely. So it brings That's neat. Yeah, a lot of new artists. Yeah. And now do you have any shows that are happening as we speak? 
We have one coming up, actually, in a couple of weeks. We're presenting Next to Normal, which is a rock musical. Yeah. Uh, won the Pulitzer a few years ago. Tony Awards. And Tony Awards, that's right. Very, very well awarded. Um, so that opens uh, in a couple of weeks on May 21st. 21st. Yep. Wow, excellent. And how, well, how, what's your average run time for a show? Through June 16th. That's right. So about uh, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Excellent. And then now, how are you finding that audiences are responding? Are you getting a great response? It's been to great. People? Yeah, we feel very lucky that we've found such a great audience response, and uh, people seem happy to have us around. Well, I'm I'm so excited to learn more. We've, we're going to have to take a commercial break right now, but we're going to we come back. We've been talking to Arthur Richter and Josh Short, and we're talking about the Wilbury Theater. Um, just a amazing place, it sounds like. And we're going to find out a little bit more about what you're doing and what you've got coming up on May 16th. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I'm Bronwyn Dannenfeltzer, your host, and you're listening to AM790, uh, your station for talk and business. We'll be right back. And hello, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. My name is Bronwyn Dannenfelser. I am your host, and I am here with my co-host, Barnaby Evans, the creator of Waterfire. And we're having a great conversation um, about the Wilbury Theater, uh, which I'm, I'm learning lots and lots about. We're talking to Josh Short, who is the founding director, or artistic director, and Arthur Richter. Arthur, are you on the board? Yes, I am. I thought so. So, and Arthur Richter, who's on the board. And, you know, we were just talking about your shows and your Fringe Festival, but I also know you do some other different things as well. You've got an education program? Is that, that? Yep, that's right. We have an education program doing classes for adults and children. So, and how does somebody find out about that? They just go to the website and, you know. There's also a playwriting course. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of a lot of opportunities for people to become part of theater that haven't done it before, and we're very uh, we're not intimidating at all. And it's a small place, and it has just so much to offer. And the people that are running these programs are highly trained professionals who are getting a lot of interesting pr- work and product out of the, of the people that are coming to the classes. Now, will these happen? Because if to me, summertime, what a great time to get our children involved and people involved in some classes and stuff like that. Do, do, do they happen during yes, summer? Yes. Uh, we have a two-week summer camp for children, actually. Which, wow. Uh, yeah, so they can come. They spend uh, four hours uh, Monday through Friday for two weeks, and uh, we have a variety of different practitioners so um you know a playwright will come in one day and help the kids write a play and then an imp- improviser will come in and help and teach the kids some stuff about improvisation and excellent so is on. there an age range that you that you have there I think it's nine to twelve yeah. nine to twelve yeah. that's that's really great to know and we should put that on our website because what a great thing for right. kids to do during the summer well and i think we should also put on the website that your fundraiser you know at the art club is coming up, and it's the your third annual, but it's the same night as the first water fire. So you can go to the art club, support a very deserving theater group, Wilbury, and then come down to the first lighting of water fire that night. Yeah, we, we let's actually, talk about this. Yeah, yeah let's talk about just biting six to, to bits. Six to nine. <laughs> we actually planned it six to nine uh, because we knew that there was a, when we find out that there was a water fire, because if people are already at the art club, all it is is a short block down to water fire and they'll we'll finish at nine and things will just be kicking up 
down, down and, and, at and the other way around, if you're going to come out for the, for the Ocean Volvo Race and Seawater Fire, come early and support a, a very interesting theater group. You know, we asked a little bit about, Brahman asked, how do you position yourself? And I want to uh, amplify that a little bit. Um, Wilbury does fascinating, um, cutting-edge, innovative theater with a... It's got a, a bold presentation. You're dealing with plays that deal with ideas. They're, um, this is a, a, a theater company that does productions that cause you to think. It's a, it's a, I think it's a fascinating theater, and it's a great tradition. Um, you know, and it's I recommend it. Thank you, Barnaby. And it's actually one of the best buys in Providence, too, because when you look at the price of the other theater companies, mm-hmm. our prices are lower because we don't have the huge overheads and whatnot, and we are drawing, interestingly, a a very, very wide audience range. People from the old folks like me to the young high school kids and a lot of college kids are coming and millenniums are finding us, and Mm -hmm. it's wonderful to walk into that theater and to see the mix of the people and to see the reactions because we're trying to bring younger people in. Josh has done such a great job of, of pulling in the younger uh, theater goers and making new theater goers out of these people. I, I think that's great, and, and you know you're in such a multicultural center there uh, as well. So I'm hoping that you're bringing in a really kind of large range. And you know, theater, as you said, theater can be expensive, and so it's so nice when it's accessible and it's you know we're nurturing people. So I think that's what brings me back to. Well, one, the Beggar's Banquet. So this is the fundraiser on May 16th, because obviously to keep those ticket prices down, you need support from people, and it's coming not only from ticket sales, which of course you're not charging an arm and a leg, so you you need philanthropic support. Well, the reason that we're hoping this year is going to be hugely successful is that we were able to bring the... Uh, the Beggar's Banquet to the Art Club, which we think is going to be a wonderful venue for a lot of people who aren't familiar with the Art Club. Uh, I was fortunate when Josh asked me if I would chair it, and I said yes. And uh, he then sort of gave me free range, and we decided the, the way that we really could make some money is auction items. Yeah. So one night I woke up in the middle of the night, and I made a three-page list, and I can share with you a few of the things that we've succeeded in, because I think your listen is could really get things fast. Uh, we have $9,000 worth of retail prizes that people will be able to bid on. We start with the New England Patriots, the Red Sox, REO Speedwagon, live performance, meet the entertainers mm-hmm. on 7, 9-11 at Twin Rivers Casino. Um, we have a house in San Miguel, which is available for a week in San Miguel. I've heard of that house. You I've have seen heard it of on that auction, house. <laughs> and I know it's a beautiful place. And that's an artist village, isn't it? It is an artist mm-hmm. village. It absolutely is. We're going to have somebody be able to bid on and have a walk on part in a Wilbury production next year. Wow. And rides on the boat for Water Fire. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, which is really exciting. And we have a tour of Newport Secret Gardens, the Mystic Whaling Cruise Museum. Um, and artists. Artists have been so generous. So when we come back, I'll be able to quickly tell people, and actually I hope you stay around. We're going to be talking to Brad Reed from the Volvo Ocean Race in Sale Newport uh, in a second when we come back, but I'd like to tell people where they can get tickets, how they can get tickets, and we'll definitely make sure that we've got it up on the Waterfire website. Thank you. All right. You're all listening to AM790, your station for talk and business. We'll be right back.
And hello, 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 and welcome back to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. And here's just a quick message from our volunteer coordinators at Waterfire, who really their motto is for the community, by the community. Um, since its inception, thousands of community volunteers have helped to make Waterfire happen each and every season. And last year, over 700 volunteers contributed over 10,000 hours to make Waterfire happen and from morning to midnight and even during the week. We always uh, have things to do. We always love having uh, people on our team. And that doesn't mean just feeding fires. Um, there are things to do all week long. Even if you need to get in shape, you can help us with a woodpile workout. So if you'd like more more information on how you can help bring this community event to life, uh, please visit waterfire.org backslash volunteer, and um, we'd be happy to bring you into the Waterfire family. We have a lot of fun, and actually, I, I, I do know that Arthur Richter, who has been sitting here talking to us about the Wilbury Theater, has volunteered quite a bit at Waterfire over the years, haven't you, Walter? I certainly have. Uh, it's barked with me the first night that he lit the fires and it's just been going and going and growing ever since and so you were you were at the original i was wow one of those old people you know (laughs) (laughs) so now all right so what do you think when you look at water fire from that first original night into now and how it's grown well i call barnaby mr magic Oh, really you do? do? I've never called him that to his face, but now, Barnaby, that's how I refer to you. Watch out, Barnaby. Uh, that's what we'll be calling you in the office. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it's not nicer such a, than what you currently call me. So not, yeah, it's not such a bad thing. I mean, what, what I love about Waterfire, but what I love most about Barnaby is I wonder when he sleeps, because the idea is when he tells me we're going to Rome and we're going to Asia and we're going to London, and I keep saying, can I come, can I come, can I come? But it's wonderful in that he's yeah. spreading this, and, and so many people, we anybody that we have come to Rhode Island, when there's a fire, you know we're there. Yeah. It's, it's so fun to show it to someone for the first time and just see it through their eyes. You know, and I think that's why I'm really excited. I know that we're still waiting um, for Brad to get on the on the show with us, but I want to get back to the Volvo Ocean Race, bringing so many people internationally into our state and then bringing them up into Providence to see what we do here. Again, after having water fire in Rome, Barnaby, and then in Singapore. And I know you've got a lot of other kind of other places you'd love to do water fire that are international, don't you? Where there are lots of possibilities. We'd love to bring it to Paris. Mm-hmm. And last night I was speaking with uh, uh, Tom Payne, who's a, a landscape designer working in China. Mm-hmm. He was here giving a, a speech. Um, he's recently done a book called uh, uh, Cities with Heart that have pictures of water fire in it. That's a, oh, that's it's neat. A co-language Chinese and English I mean, you language think, book. Yeah. So you think about water fire. We attract people internationally. We've gone international. And, um, you know, we bring people on nationally. But, again, we've got this Volvo Ocean Race, which, again, is sponsoring the fire. And... Um, here we go. This is the man of the hour that we have been waiting to speak to. Um, Brad, are you there? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh. I uh, was on another uh, kind of a call. We're trying to figure out when these boats are coming in tonight. We were going to try to... What's your time. latest guess? Yes, we were just talking about that. Yep. So yeah. I can give you a little bit of an update. This yeah. is uh, an exclusive uh, to your radio station that we do think that the boats uh, between 9 and 11 is the first boat that's going to be coming in. We're ready for anything. If these boats don't slow down in the next three hours as they approach uh, the coast of Rhode Island, uh, they could be in, in as early as 8, in the mor- 8 uh, p.m. tonight. 
and wow. as late as 10, that first group of boats. Wow. That's good. Weren't they originally anticipated to be arriving tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, They yeah. were, yeah. but last night, this is how sailboat racing works, is um, last night they had an unexpected kind of burst of wind that were just rocketing the fleet along at over 20 uh, 20 miles an hour. So they got mm. they went 60 miles more than anyone thought they would overnight. So oh. uh, that moved the entire arrivals up to this evening and overnight tonight. So does that mean the parties are starting early? Parties are starting early, yes. We have uh, music. We have a band that's going to be playing. Uh, come down after work. You'll see uh, all sorts of different exhibits down here at Fort Adams State Park. We've created quite a destination village. This place is just, it's rocking. There's already... Uh, well over 2,000 people in the park, and wow. we expect more coming tonight. It's easy to get here by car, by bus, and by water shuttle. So please come down tonight and, and experience the welcoming of these sailors from around the world. And, and you don't need a ticket. It's uh, People can just come on down. It, yeah. Nope. No tickets uh, needed. Is that what the question yeah. you brought yeah, up? Yeah, I just there. yeah, I just wanted to make sure people realize that that they don't they don't need a ticket that uh, they're invited down and it's a great welcoming for these international sailors coming from across the Atlantic. You bet, you bet, and it's free to the public, free access to Fort Adams State Park, free parking all the way through the eighth, uh, and then there's a small parking charge as we move forward from the ninth all the way through the seventeenth. Yeah, so what a span of time. So it, Now, do you have activities, again, happening in Fort Adams State Park until the 17th? And you it, bet. I mean, you, wait till you see this. You guys have to come down and see this. There's interactive exhibits featuring uh, ocean education. Mm-hmm. We have all sorts of things that the Volvo Ocean Race brings, like uh, 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 simulators inside the huge Volvo Pavilion. There's trucks, buses, cars that they're trying to show showcase around around the world as they bring this race around the planet. Uh, there's food and beverage, a food festival. Uh, there's a place to get a beer and a glass of wine, and there's also a place for the kids, little kids, to have uh, to, to go out and use pedal cars and have a little pedal car. We have bumper boats. We have a rock climbing wall. We have all sorts of exhibits for Fun. every kind of person. You know, gosh, Brad, you must have been working on this for quite some time and have a, a lot of pride, like pride that the Volvo Ocean Race has decided to stop in Newport. What was it about Newport um, that made us the stopover? Well, what, what, makes it, what makes Newport and Rhode Island great is, our first of all, our history. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is one of the finest deep water ports in the world. Uh, this has been used for trade, uh, for recreation, for sailboat racing, for generations. So it's, it's one of the sailing capitals of the world. It's often mentioned in the same, uh, in the same breath as Auckland, New Zealand, the Med, uh, Sardinia, some of the most, um, ex, you know, just incredible places in the world to sail. But what makes Newport even better is that we have public access to the water. We're making new sailors at Sail Newport every day because we're not just a special events management company. We're actually a public sailing center that offers sailing opportunities to anyone, regardless of your, you know, your ability to pay, regardless of your age. We can teach sailing from 8 to 80, and it doesn't have to cost you a lot. So we're, we're bringing sailing to the masses, and then we're also bringing these mega super events into Narragansett Bay. So I, yeah. when they compare Newport to the other potential venues around North America, they do look at Newport with a bit of a trepidation because we're a boutique city. 
but we have just proven to them that this is the right place in North America to hold the, the, the stopover because it's not getting lost in a big city like Miami or Boston or no. Baltimore or New York. We embrace it. The sailing crowd is going insane over this, and then just the general public is really embracing it. Well, it's, it's great for Rhode Island. It's just a huge festival. And, and, you know, and it's the only stop in North America for, for this right. race. Yeah, This yeah, is a great honor to Newport and Rhode Island. And that's why we were excited, you know, because, of course, we're a big festival, but we um, we don't do that many days in a row. I think we'd be dead, Barnaby, if we did, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're, we're very excited to be able to be part of the Volvo Ocean Race because I know there's a lot of people that are, you have brought in so many people into the state of Rhode Island. And yeah, provinces, you know, you guys, with the water fire that's going to be on the 16th, it's just a, a way to link all of Rhode Island. Sometimes we all think oh, yeah, we have to cross a bridge to get somewhere. This place is, you know, for, for these people coming from around the world, ah, 35 minutes, 40 minute drive, that's no problem, yep. no big deal. And now we've really embraced this culture of working together, the Providence um, Tourism and Convention Authority working with Discover Newport to manage this event to make sure that the hospitality industry is fully in play from Providence all the way down to Newport, including Warwick, Aquidneck Island and so forth. So uh, that's, I think, our biggest success so far is moving this perception that sailing events only benefit Newport. Mm-hmm. We're benefiting the whole state, I hope. Yeah, you, you absolutely are. And, you know, um, I think I read somewhere that we have uh, quite a few Rhode Islanders that are on these boats, on different boats, right? That's right. We have uh, Karina Halloran, who's the onboard reporter. Each one of these boats has a reporter that's embedded on the boat. She's from Middletown, Rhode Island, and she went to Middletown High School, and her mom is actually teaching my daughter in her photography class, so that's kind of cool. Very cool. Um, And then we have a skipper and three crew members from Rhode Island who are on Team Alva Medica, which is kind of our hometown team. Mm -hmm. They're the U.S. and Turkish flag team. Uh, Charlie Enright from Bristol, Rhode Island. Nick Dana from Newport, Rhode Island. Amory Ross from Newport, Rhode Island. And Mark Towell, who uh, lives in Hawaii, you went to Brown University. I got to tell you, we are we are so excited. One about what you're doing. We're going to put it on the Waterfire website. It sounds like one heck of a party. I'm certainly going to make my way down there. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up. But Brad, thank you so much for well, taking. Well, I have one quick question for Brad. Uh, with the yep. wind that picked up, who's in the lead now? Oh, right now the the leader is um, is the Chinese uh, team with a French skipper. Dong Feng, yeah. Uh, okay. Dong Feng is yep. winning. Uh, that's great. You, you, you're even a fan. Oh, yeah. No, we're paying attention. Um, absolutely. <laughs> but Dong Feng is leading, and in second place is Team Abu Dhabi uh, with a British skipper named Ian Walker. Um, Charlie is currently in fifth place. They do have a chance to get around a couple people to try to squeak into a podium finish. But please come down tonight. Come down to Fort Adams State Park. Come visit this incredible village and welcome these wonderful sailors as they have come up the coast from Brazil. We absolutely will, Brad, and thank you so much for joining us and to our listening audience that is out there. I want to thank everybody. Um, We are so glad to be back on the air with Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island and bringing you the great things happening here in Rhode Island. Remember, the Beggar's Banquet. Uh, first May 16th, yeah. That's, yeah, May 16th. Six to eight, nine, nine. More, nine more days. Yep, and so and go then to Waterfire following it. Yeah, and so go to the website, and we'll have it up on the Waterfire website as well. Buy some tickets. All right. Thank everybody. you, Bronwyn. Thank, Thank you, Barnaby. I hope everybody has a wonderful day, and we will see you down by the river.
You've been listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM 790, your station for talk and business.